I know that that's the question that people are probably asking themselves, right? Like, if she talks about God being so great and him being, you know, such an amazing healer, why didn't he just prevent everything that she is, has gone through from happening in the first place? You are now listening to the voice of Tamar with Vanessa Santiago. give a disclaimer real quick but this is not a podcast that is suitable for children so right now would be a great opportunity for you to pause find yourself some headphones plug them in or maybe even ask your children to walk out of the room don't worry i'll wait I'm really excited that you would take this time to just listen to me and journey with me. And if you read the topic of this podcast, I know you're probably like, where is she about to go with this? And I'm about to tell you. So why did not God, why did he not protect me? I know that that's the question that people are probably asking themselves, right? Like, if she talks about God being so great and him being, you know, such an amazing healer. Why didn't he just prevent everything that she is has gone through from happening in the first place and i think that that's a very valid question for people to be asking themselves and to even ask god if they've experienced such a traumatic set of events in their own lives and it's honestly a question that i have asked god myself now if you know me i always share that my way to healing my journey to healing and my confession is that Jesus is the way for me. And so if you don't know, I grew up in the church all my life. And then for about 10 years, I ran away from home. I got pregnant. I got married. I got divorced. Um, and then I kind of went a little crazy for some time. Um, and I hit a rock bottom and where the Lord, you know, really began to call me back to him. And I accepted him into my life. And then... I started my process of healing and it was something that I did very, very, very aggressively. But in the midst of that journey, in the midst of really asking God a bunch of questions, including, you know, a violation that I experienced even in the church that I'm sure I will share in future podcasts, I was just like, Lord, why didn't you protect me? And it all depends on where you're at and your personal journey of healing that you would be able to receive what I'm about to say. And if you're still kind of a little wounded or not willing to kind of accept my truth and why I believe that God, even in the midst of all of this, still protected me, then this could be a podcast that you would listen later on in your journey and maybe revisit Again, but I believe with all of my heart that even in the midst of all of the stories that I have shared about the things that have happened to me, that God has still protected me. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm going to share how I've seen God really, really, really protect me in the midst of everything that I have been through. I'm going to share a story about this. You know, if you have not watched my documentary, it is called The Voice of Tamar. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it on YouTube. And it's about 30 minutes long. I share a lot about what I've been through. And I've done videos and things like that sharing my experience. But I'm starting to kind of jump into some of the things that I did not share in that documentary. And this story is one of them. So there was this neighborhood nice guy. He was a nice old man that just, you know, gave all the kids candy in the neighborhood. And he just so happened to live in the same building that I was living at. Um, 
and he would, you know, just give us all candy, which I believe that some pedophiles really do groom children and create a sense of trust by giving them candy because you're a kid between the ages of, you know, five and nine and maybe, you know, a little bit older and candy is something that you always want to have. And so I believe that he began to groom me by just trying to establish trust that way. Because he lived very close and he was very trusted within my family, I would go to his apartment at times and he would just, you know, spend time with me, like, you know, let me color with permanent markers, do all the things that I was not allowed to do um, when I was with my family and at some point he was grooming me and things became sexual and he would have me do things to him that were completely inappropriate i was a child um and they were crazy just horrible things that i will not share in detail because i don't want to trigger anyone but right before he reached this point of climax for himself he would go into the bathroom and uh, do what he needed to do but I would be left sitting at the kitchen table or wherever we were waiting for him to come back in the room and so I remember this one particular time I saw a notebook paper and a pen sitting on the table so what I began to do is I began to trace the letters that had transferred from whatever he had written on that paper so I was very young I didn't know a lot about writing but I was just literally tracing the words word for word for word for word 10 or 15 minutes pass and he comes into the room and he asks me what I'm doing and I show him this piece of paper that's like literally a page long and his eyes open wide like very wide so I'm confused as to why he's doing that so I'm asking him like what does this say and so he explains to me very briefly, because at that point he was just trying to get me out of his house, that it was a Bible scripture that he had written out about his home being safe and nothing violent or angry or no harm coming to him, that he had glued behind his house door. And so I believe that in the moment that he read this letter that I had rewritten, that he felt some form of conviction or guilt or whatever he needed to feel in that moment. But I remember that after that, he never violated me again. And in thinking about all the moments where he had violated me, they were getting more um, sexual and more violent as he continued to do that and so I believe that even in the midst of that with him reading what he had written himself behind his door on that sheet of paper protected me from what could have been worse and I'm so grateful to God for that. I can count so many times where I've like really ventured back into my past and seen where God has protected me. I mean, there were so many times where I felt like the enemy was literally trying to come in. And, you know, I share that I've been raped twice and it, it all happened in the same day. But there were so many different violations that happened by so many different people um, that I can count on two hands the amount of people that have violated me. But none of them were as um, aggressive as the the rape that I experienced and so I know it sounds crazy depending on what you've been through but I honestly believe that this was God's protection over over me right and so 
one thing that I definitely want to talk about, because you're like, at this point, you're probably like, well, who who is going to be the one to blame? Because somebody needs to be blamed, right? And so I always want to talk about free will. Like in the midst of my beliefs, I know that we have free will. We can know what is right and still decide to do wrong. And one of the things that I know that God does is that he gifts, gifts, my accent is probably kicking in, but we are gifts, gifts. I speak two languages, y'all, okay? So we are gifts to our parents from God, right? Meaning that they have a responsibility to be our guardians. And I know that they can't be present 24-7 because we have to go to school. We have to go to work. There are so many different things that need to happen throughout life. Like you literally can't spend all of your time taking care of your children. But one thing that you can most certainly do is have critical conversations with them about what safe touch is. I'm probably going to mention this in every single podcast so that we can get to the point where we are no longer longer uncomfortable about talking to our children about what safe touch is and so one of the things that we can stop doing stop doing friends is giving nicknames to private areas right I think that there are so many nicknames when my friends and I did the podcast launch that we you know talked about uh, our parents saying that those private areas were and what that does is it creates like this comfort level right because it's like a joking name for a private area that you're addressing but it, it creates like this comfort for a predator to come in and make it seem like this is not a big deal right um and when we have those critical conversations and talk to our children about what safe touch is our children are now aware this is something that is not supposed to happen. And things that I have done is created a very safe space for my children to communicate themselves with me, right? And so the way that I grew up, it was like, listen, it is what it is. What I say goes. There ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Who cares about your feelings? We're we going to make this happen, right? And so one of the things that I've changed in my own parenting style is that my sons have the ability to come up to me and talk to me and express themselves about maybe how they felt like someone treated them or even how they felt about maybe a rule that I have implemented or something that I said that they need to do moving forward, right? But the rule is that they cannot be disrespectful. So express yourself. In whatever way you feel is necessary, but you cannot be disrespectful. And what I think that this does is it establishes this level of trust between me and my children so that if someone comes along and they try to have a conversation with them that they feel uncomfortable about or they feel is inappropriate, they can then come to me and express themselves, right? And another thing that I've been trying to be super intentional about, which can be hard, is um, making sure that I communicate to my kids why they are in trouble about certain things, right? What is acceptable, what is not, and why. And the reason that I do this is because the person's that violated me would always end every single violation with if you tell your mom or dad that this happened you're gonna get in trouble because you shouldn't have been doing this and then I would catch myself in the same situation with them again being violated for them to rehearse that same 
speech, which made me feel like I could not talk to my parents about what I had just experienced. And so I think that having conversations with our children where we talk to them about what is okay and what is not and why will create like a clearer vision for them on what's acceptable and what is it so that a pedophile cannot groom them to keep secrets from their parents. Your children should feel comfortable sharing all things with you so that a pedophile will not give them a box of secrets that that will probably continue to happen. I did this um, Facebook style where I found um, a girl who had shared that she had been violated a number of times, but I was amazed at the, the consistency of, of some of the violations, meaning that some of them said they were violated at 10, 9, 5, but others said that they were violated for a consistent amount of time five years and six years of violation by the same person. And why is this? I believe, I personally believe it's because the pedophile made them feel afraid and led them to believe that they would be in trouble if they shared what they had been doing with the pedophile. And once again, a reminder that the pedophile, like pedophiles that I've heard stories about always decorate these exchanges as games. And so in my mind, I'm having fun playing this game because even though I might be uncomfortable, they, they introduce to you things like money or candy or things that would make this game, which is really rape and molestation and child pornography as something fun. And so I always try to create a space where me and my children can have um, those kind of conversations. And so here's where I dig even a little deeper. know that a lot of people can resent and be very angry with their parents and even with God the same way that they would be angry with God about the fact that they had been violated and I'm aware that parents miss the mark but I, I think it's important to highlight that it's not always because they are negligent it's not always because they are negligent. I think that society and systems are sometimes set up in such a way that parents are literally just trying to survive. And so that nurturing part of them, the protection that they're supposed to give their children don't fall high on the priority list because they are too busy trying to make it in life. And so at times they do miss the signs of their children being violated because they're too busy trying to put food on the table. And this is why forgiveness is important. This is important. Forgiveness is important because it's not just about you. It's not just about them being let free from from missing the mark in regards to raising you and protecting you. It's because in order for you to fully heal, you need to forgive them and let them go. And so I'm 1000% aware of the fact that some of the relationships between children and parents are toxic. And so that's a whole nother conversation because you definitely do not need to be in relationship with someone who is abusive to you verbally, mentally, or in any other way. But what I'm saying is that forgiveness is necessary regardless of whether you choose to be in relationship with your parents or not for the sake of your own personal healing. I think I want everybody to understand that when I'm saying forgiveness, when it's in layers and when you've begun your process, you don't have to forgive the person who molested or raped you or violated you right away. This is a journey. And so when I'm saying forgiveness, I'm saying forgiveness for those who missed the mark and protecting us in the way that they should have. And so 
I have had anger towards God. I have had anger towards my parents. And these are all things that I have submitted to God. I think that we need to break this like idea that you can't tell God that you're um, uh, angry or frustrated about something that happened. I think that in dialogue with God, when you learn to hear his voice and he, when he begins to speak to you, you'll, you'll um, understand and come into the awareness that he will explain himself, right? I think that people are like, don't ask God, don't question God. But it's like so many people in the Bible have asked God questions about certain things. And if they waited long enough and they were patient for him to respond, he would explain why certain things weren't the way that they were. And so so once again, I would encourage you to forgive, have critical conversations with your children, be aware of the signs of what predators like to do. And, and man, I always try to find a balance between like not making people afraid and making it seem like everyone out here is out to get their children. But I think that there's a difference between paranoia and awareness and I think that as parents we just need to be super super aware of who comes into our children's lives why our kids don't want to hug certain people why is somebody always trying to be alone with them and, and just things like that like there are so many different signs um that would make us aware of something just not being right um in in different relationships and so I'm going to continue to do that Thank you so much for listening, but I would not be me if I did not decide to end this with a little bit of prayer. You guys know that I believe in Jesus Christ and therapy and prayer brings me comfort. Prayer gives me understanding. Prayer helps me to understand the love of God and prayer just really I mean, it's it for me. It works for me. And I dare you to try it out. And so, Father, we just thank you for this time that we've had together. We thank you that your Holy Spirit has been with us throughout this conversation. God, I thank you that we have hard conversations and we have to uproot some of the things that are buried deep down inside that seem to hurt at times for a reason because you want to heal it, God. And so in order to purify our wells, in order to be completely healed, in order to clean out some of our wounds, God, we have to address the things that we don't want to talk about we have to press into our frustrations we have to press into our angers we have to in some ways safely relive moments so that we can see how it is affecting us today but I'm so grateful that your Holy Spirit has been there all along that even in the midst of some tragic things and moments where people may have missed the mark and and bad things happened as a result that you have always been there God we thank you Lord that even though this horrible thing has happened to us God that it is it's not unto death and so I'm grateful to still be here to testify about it to bring awareness in such a way that it could prevent someone from going into those um same um in that same track or prevent their children from going in that same track or even helping someone understand that they are not alone and what they have experienced and so father I understand frustration and I understand anger in the midst of this but we just present that to you if we are angry or frustrated about what we have been through that's where we are at in our healing process I thank you that you create space for us to express that to you father that you would hear us out god that we would lean into you lord and just and just have conversations with you i thank you that you would visit every single person that's under the sound of my voice that has had the courage to begin their healing process lord i thank you that you would reintroduce yourself to them god that they would not that you would not be a god to them um the god of their mom and the god of their of their father or their grandma or the god that they heard about but that they would go into intimate relationships 
relationship with you, Father, that they would get to know you and who you are and your love for them, that they would know that you love them, that you love them, God. And so we forgive. We forgive those who have hurt us. We forgive those who have missed the mark. And so, Father, I thank you that in this time we would go through that first layer of forgiveness, that we would let go of the anger and the resentment that we have for those that missed the mark that we would let that go and so father i thank you that we would forgive those who missed the mark lord that you would begin to even show us god that that you know it was not only negligence but that people were so busy trying to provide for us that they might have missed the mark and i thank you that your word says in psalms 34 and 18 that you are close to the brokenhearted and you rescue those who are crushed in spirit and so i thank you that you would begin to rescue us father that you would begin to restore our hearts that we would draw closer to you and that we would know that you are our God and so we bless you we thank you I thank you for those who are listening to me and that they've had the courage to really enter into this place of healing so be with them God and lead them and direct them into into places where they would continue this journey and this process and so we bless you and we honor you and we thank you in Jesus name amen so I just want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this podcast. It's a little bit longer than the other ones, and I plan to continue to make them just a little bit more lengthy because there's so many things that I would love for us to talk about. Please follow, subscribe to this podcast. Let me know your thoughts. Please comment under any graphics that I post and let me know what your thoughts were about the, the podcast that you just listened to. Let's start to create some dialogue around these things. And um, I just appreciate you guys. So you can find me on The Voice of Tamar on all social media platforms. Um, I'm going to begin to have some conversations on there, something that you might not catch on the podcast. So it would be awesome if you would follow me even there. So I thank you and see you next week.